just figured you're going to be so much more hateful than that. Typically, like, you know, like a white gravy, like they use for uh, sausage and biscuits. Yeah. It's technically a white sauce. Oh, yeah. It's a blonde roux with, like, cream and then black pepper. Welcome back to Cooking with Jason. I've been Elsa. (laughs) I am now Creamy Alfredo. Bad Gamecast, this is Jake, Jason, Elsa, and this time we played Left Alive. Fuck you. Have you heard of it? Because if you have, I'm sorry. <laughs> Square Enix fucking Metal Gear masterpiece. <laughs> this piece of shit. <laughs> oh, this is going to go well. Oh, this is a nightmare wrapped in an enigma wrapped in hatred. But that comes later. Oh. I have so much hatred bottled up for this one. It's going to come spilling out of me in waves. Well, before we get to the hate, released February 2019, the best year in gaming, 2019. We covered other games that came out in 2019 in what feels like half our fucking episodes. Just recent episodes. Uh, Not even. Not even. Uh, We covered uh, 2019 games, uh, some in what? WW2K20, Down to Hell, and uh, Anthem, I think I said in that one, too. Fucking whatever. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom you know, Hearts. Other Square Enix abominations. Other things. Mm. Uh, wow, I don't have the producer. I assume it was produced and developed by Square Enix. Uh, kind of. Go on. Produced by Square Enix. The developer on Wikipedia is listed as Illinix. But I oh, think right. that's just like part of Square Enix. Yeah, so I... Um, as you boot this game and then you get like um, an actual movie's worth of logos up front, I, I don't know, nor do I care to parse through it. It's fuck, it's Square Enix. It's on them. It's their fault. <laughs> Jason, what did you just say about Square Enix? Oh, uh, they're the villains of the video game industry because they clearly hate video games and want you to hate them too. <laughs> yeah, I get that. After playing this game, that is the only explanation as to why this exists. Yeah, because uh, I've played this and then I played Kingdom Hearts 3. And at this point, I have to believe that Square Enix literally sit there and concoct ways to make video games bad and see if people will still buy it. Hold on. Uh, what about the cinematic masterpiece that was Deaf Batman, the game whose name I could never remember? Because it's also brain dead. Uh, what was it? Quiet man. Yeah, quiet man. You know, so iconic, like left alive. Also, I I honestly thought you called it fight man, and I was like, yeah, no, that fight man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably would have been a better game. Uh, so uh, left. Al- yeah, go on. Uh, I was gonna say uh, this. Left alive takes place in the front mission. Yeah, front mission universe. Which have you guys? played a front mission i have briefly played one of the front mission games i want to say it was the very last one made for the ps2 uh front mission i want to say four or five and you know i you know got in late to the series so like i didn't really know what it was all about it's a mech uh strategy rpg that doesn't sound that bad no, it was interesting, and I kind of liked it. I didn't end up beating it because there was a lot of tedious fiddling uh, with all your mechs, and it's it's a decent thing if you're 
tediously fiddling with one mech, like in an armored core, but if you're having to do like a full squadron, uh, it can get a bit much. Hmm. Yeah, I like I recognize the name, but I and I might have played, but it hasn't stuck in my memory as something that I definitely was like, yeah, this is something I played and know hmm. anything about. Uh, see, I'd never heard of that series before starting this. Yep. So Left Alive is a third person over the shoulder stealth based game which involves sneaking through a mech field battlefield. That's like the game description. Uh you can notice how it is not a game about fighting mechs. Well, not exclusively. There are mechs in it. Technically they have combat abilities. So yeah, it's a fighting mech game. Yeah, totally. Got it one. I mean, on paper it sounds like a fantastic idea. Uh, they did key art from, I'm going to butcher this, Yoji Shinikawa, um, who did the key art for the Metal Gear Solid series. And you look at the box art and go, oh, this looks like the, one of the classic Metal Gear games. It, this is the best part cool, of this game. Sketchy. Yeah, honestly, it is. Well, you know, art style. That, uh, <laughs> Jesus, let me try and stop smacking my mic. That makes sense. Um, because this game feels like it wants to be a Metal Gear so bad. Definitely. And I don't know, like, uh, because uh, it's a stealth game. Surprise! With forced combat sections. <laughs> and Max. Yeah, no. This game isn't even hiding how badly it wants to, like, peel off Metal Gear Solid's flesh and slip inside like a onesie. Oh, yeah. Get that image in your head metal gear or quite big <laughs> you know, the, the art the music the themes the gameplay everything like wants to be a metal gear solid and is just worse in every way and out the gate uh and much the same issue that we had with uh metal gear survive if you're trying to make a metal gear and you don't have the absolute weirdness that is kojima i don't know what you expect you just don't have that magic spark yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, like, how Metal Gear is such Kojima's, like, ingrained into his being that people trying to emulate it fall short drastically, and then Square Enix does Square Enix things and makes it confusing and obtuse. And they just make it boring and dry. It's like, no, Metal Gear Solid has, like, a dude made of bees who shoots bees and is also on fire. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's favorite example which you know gets paraded around and there's other examples of psychomantis of where it's just like complete game shattering nonsense when psychomantis starts reading all the games that are on your memory card to you and you're like hang on what <laughs> yeah or and in like, Metal gear solid 2 when the like colonel tells you to turn off the game and everything starts getting corrupted yeah or the uh boss fight that you can win by just stepping away from a couple days there were four a couple a week, days. if I believe, yeah. Yeah. Seven days and he dies of old age. Yep. It's like, but no, we're not playing a Metal Gear Solid game. We're playing this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing Left Alive. And the... Okay, so the year is future. Twen it is 2171. Thank you. Uh, it's the future and countries no longer exist. Instead, they're like company-owned governance states? Yep, basically. We have economic blocks and super corporations who fight proxy wars. And proxy wars obviously means 
giant building-sized mechs. Yeah. How is a proxy war different than a regular war? You know, if this uh, game is anything to be believed, they're the same. I mean, that's what I thought, but... (laughs) Right, you'd think, like, a proxy war, you'd have your two mechs fight, I don't know, somewhere where there weren't people. Say, the moon or Mars. Throwing things out there. Sure. (sighs) So sweet. And uh, the two mechs would fight, and then the the winner would win, and the loser would lose, and that that would decide the like war conflict. And you wouldn't blow up a city. Not the uh, full scale invasion that you have going on here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right. This is just two Slavic countries who like want to murder each other. Well, one wants to murder the other. Yeah. It. Okay. So you are in the city, state, city. country. Well, uh, it's a like city city state. state. Yeah, Yeah. Novoslava, which, oh god, I don't know. It sits between Garmenia and Ruthenia. Yeah. Yep. History that you get later on in the game, you learn that basically, yeah, Novoslava declared independence. They had a whole uh, uprising. They, I don't know how much fighting there was, but, you know, there was fighting. They eventually got their independence. They are now an independent state in between these two countries that don't like each other very much. Yeah. And it seems like, in general, the uh, Novoslava is supported by Ruthenia and invaded by Garmonia, which, at the end, it is revealed that it doesn't really matter, and they're all just one horrible cabal, which is actually kind of true. Hmm. You know, and I, I didn't, I didn't get this uh, because Novoslava doesn't doesn't sit across the entire border of these two countries. So why, at the beginning of this game, when the invasion kicks off, do they just invade Novoslava if they're trying to get to Ruthenia? Well, you see, Jake, there are many, many reasons because the war was actually about mechs, uh, but it was actually about child transporting uh human trafficking but actually it was about a secret disease but actually it was about the future but actually it was about terminators i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) if the end of the story is to be believed it was actually about uh creating human cyborgs i don't i don't fucking kinda okay so Novoslava Let's rewind. gets invaded. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like explosions rock the city. People are dying. Uh, you get your first point of view character, Mikhail. Mech uh, or, pilot Staff Sergeant Mikhail. Yes. Yeah. As uh, I referred to him, uh, Russian Sora. He is, yeah, a Wanzer pilot. So that's the Wanzers. Uh, and yes, that is not how you should say that, but that's how I'm going to say it. Because I hate this game. I fucking hate that name so much. <laughs> uh, it, you know, because they're Eastern European, it should be more, you know, Wanzer. But but they just say Wanzer and sometimes Wanzer. And you're like, why are people in the game saying it different? Look, you Wans it up. It's fine. He's a Wanzer pilot. Wans, 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 Wans. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see if we can make this word sound like it has no meaning because it doesn't. And, uh, yeah, by the end of this, you'll just have wands and stuck in your head. <laughs> Do not want. So he is, in theory, a pilot of one of these mechs. He doesn't have one, though. His mech is damaged in the attack, and he is on his own. Yeah. He comes across, I don't know, someone early who's just like, they're killing everyone. And then he sees them killing everyone. 
Well, let's start how in 30 seconds into the intro cinematic, uh, his mech is damaged, he's stumbling around the streets, he spikes his sidearm to the ground in frustration and plops down on his ass in the street, whining like, you know, a spoiled tween in his American accent, how, like, he doesn't want to be in this war. Which seems weird. Like, in this theoretical future, is he conscripted? Because it seems like he signed up to be a Wanzer pilot. He, he definitely signed up. Yeah, he just wanted to pilot a, a Wanzer because to get in and all that Wans in, he didn't want to actually fight. But That's like, pretty much it. I I don't get that then. Like you you enlisted to be in the army, and then the army was like, "It's army time," and now he's like, "But I don't wanna." Yeah. I figure we're probably just going to move through this kind of like, you know, a player would move through this uh, so we can get you introduced uh, slightly to the, um, hello, Chell. Yep. Pick it up, those ones. God damn it. Um, I lost my entire train of thought. I was going to say like the mechanics and gameplay to this as we're going through. I guess. I mean, c- no. well, because it's interesting, because I think we all had three very different gameplay experiences. All right. I guess we can save that and we can just cut this bit. So, uh, yeah, you start out as Mikhail and he throws a hissy fit. And then, like, when soldiers start approaching, he realizes, oh, right, I might die because war. Yeah. So he picks the gun that he spiked back up and then uh, slinks off into the shadows. Mm hmm. Uh, as you're going like around the corner, you run into someone who's higher ranking than you, I think. Uh, well, the first guy that you come to uh, is just another wounded soldier. Yeah, he's a soldier. Like, also, oh, are you okay? And he's like, ah, I'm fucking dying. Get out of here, kid. And then they kill him. Bang, bang, bang. While you're sneaking through a building. Yep. And then you get on the mm-hmm. other side of the building and you see them. Uh, they've got a bunch of like civilians lined up and they're like, bang, bang, bang. And they kill the civilians. Because uh, yes, war crimes. Yeah, setting up the very uh, just immediate like your enemy isn't even like a real enemy; they're just the personification of evil at every point that you see them. Yes. Yeah. They're they wantonly murder children and like women. That. Yep. They're just like a block of mindless. Yeah, let's murder everyone, and just everybody's okay with that. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the Nazis exist, but that's. I, at any point, if they want you to play this game, so <laughs> to give away the biscuit, as they say, <laughs> I played this game as uh, basically a murder hobo, and I just slaughtered my way through these Ruthenians, violently murdering and dodge rolling my way past all of them. Wait, but you're the Ruthenians. Garmonians, they're all the same. Right, yeah. <laughs> I ended up playing this game like a uh, desperate stealth survivor for probably about the first half of the game. So, like, I tried to not engage any enemies or any friendlies. I just wanted to get from point A to point B. Nobody look at me. Nobody touch me. And then about halfway through the game, I also became a murder hobo because I had enough guns to do so. I played as misguided hero trying to save everyone in front of me. You poor, poor bastard. Yeah, so the game doesn't paint your enemies as, like... <sighs> uh, humans or characters? Yeah, so you should just kill them. I mean, you're at war, actively at war. They're committing war crimes in front of you, and they're pretty 
blasé about the whole thing of just killing everyone. Uh, you're left with... I mean... W- what choice? <laughs> they're all wearing full body armor with, like, face masks and stuff. They don't have faces. They don't even have, like... I don't know. They have very generic humanoid forms, but that's pretty much it. So they're they're essentially, like, robots that bleed. But yet, considering their 12-foot vertical leap... I don't actually know if they bleed. Huh. I don't know if they do either. But yeah, if there was definitely blood, if they don't have a face, uh, there is blood, but I don't know that the soldiers bleed. That doesn't matter. Uh, If their face is covered, then it's uh, easier to kill them. Yeah, the whole time. They no no enemy has like a face in this game till the very end. Yeah, except for the bosses. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're getting to the end of chapter one here with our uh, walkthrough, so let's get to our first bad guy. So yeah, as you slink past everyone, you find your captain? Yeah, your uh, commander, Russian Sora, refers to him as Old Fart. Yeah, whatever he is, he is your superior officer. And you're like, can I help you? And he asks you for some, like, a med kit or something? Yep. Well, I... I don't know that he asks you, like, just give him one. No, you have the option to give him one. Ah. <laughs> I don't think I gave him a med kit. I'm pretty sure I didn't give him anything. I was just like, I need these supplies. I mean, I did. I I think I gave him one, but then he gets shot to death anyway. You fools. And so that was the end of the tutorial. And so the game taught me, don't save anyone. It just takes your resources and we punish you anyway. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, uh, then you meet, um, I-, I guess you calling him Revolver Ocelot uh, is basically it. He's supposed to be like the cool, interesting bad guy. Yeah, I don't oh. know his actual name. I just have him in my notes as Revolver Ocelot. <laughs> he makes a lot of baseball analogies for whatever reason, and not even like coherent baseball analogies. Is like, <laughs> kid, three strikes and you're dead. Yep, and then he shoots your commanding officer, and you're like, I don't know what that had to do with anything. I'll see you in the batter's box. And then he fucks off and you're like, what? Did he just come on to me? Yes. Yes, he did. I think he did. Oh. It's something that this game does that he comes in, he shoots your commanding officer, he threatens you, and then he holds his finger to his earpiece and is like, oh, yeah, all right, we're coming. And then he's like, see you later. And he could have killed you. Should have killed you. That is such bad writing. I hate it so much. Oh, my God. Like, him and the four or five goons he's with all have guns. And they just leave. Yeah. uh, They've been shooting every enemy soldier dead on sight. But this one, I don't know. He's kind of cute. Well, he wants to cut his jib. Yeah. He wants to cut your jib. His haircut. Mm. Swoop. Swoop. Yeah, I, I hate it. It's absolutely terrible writing. That... Uh, the enemy who, as again, we already established, is A-OK with murdering civilians, finds an enemy soldier, and then just lets him live. Yep. Well, so, hold on. Hold on. Go on. Okay, so um, he kills the old man in front of him, right? Which is basically his dad. So this guy is just trying to make himself a Batman. Yeah. Because he takes yeah, out the wounded he's... one, right? But the, the cute one's still alive to play with later. I need you to be more damaged. Because he needs I'm to bored. Make I'm bored of war. Baseball references. Yeah, that's the level of just, writing we got going on here. It's it's not it's not good. So 
Uh, moving on to chapter two, we're introduced to our second uh, point of view character, Olga, who is a captain in the Novoslava Police Department. And she is on the case. She is looking for a professor for some reason who... Dr. Lazarov either- is who she's looking for. Okay. He, somebody regarding uh, disappearances, uh, specifically of children. And so she's going into Novoslava, but the guards have to run her idea, even though she's a Novoslava police. I don't know. This is what I don't get. I'm not actually sure where she's a cop. In my notes, I have captain in the Novoslava police department. Because that would feel but- right. But then that's exactly it. It's like they have to run her to go into what are the slums of Novoslava. She used to be a soldier for the Garmonian army. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. And that's, I like, I don't get her, what, like that, it just doesn't make that much sense. I mean, this game doesn't, but like, what? No, also, uh, when you take control of her, it's before the invasion. So why is there a checkpoint set up at all? Yeah, no, this is pre- Invasion. Yes. Because at the end of chapter two is when the bombs go off. Mm, but It's more like at the start. Oh, okay. See, because yeah. that doesn't even make sense either because it's nighttime when you're uh, screwing around with Russian Sora and then you get to Hadi Nanako, whatever her name is, and it's daytime. Yeah. I mean, it's... That's true. Uh, again, it's the, Invasions take time. I don't know. The, the timing of a lot of this game is kind of weird because they try to do this... You can't see the air quotes. I'm going to try to heavily imply interesting thing of uh weaving stories back and forth so they reuse areas and they have characters stories overlap i just figured that was it like it gave them a reason to reuse the same maps and then oh for sure oh 100 but also uh it's um it's bad all right, so Olga, she goes in. The first civilian she comes across is a child, and you ask this random-ass child, hey, have you seen Professor So-and-so? And she's like, yeah. And then suddenly war happens, and I think the child escapes, and she's like, oh, shit, war's happening. Yeah. So Olga now is tasked with escaping the city, too. Uh, she picks up the AI friend that Mikhail has, just sort of randomly. Koshka. Uh, Koshka. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Kalashnikov. She's... I... I don't, I guess she's an AI unit for the, uh, what's the R army? Ruthenian. The Ruthenian Ruthenian. army, because that's exactly, Mikhail has her, like, naturally. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, like, she's an AI for the Ruthenians to use. Well, yeah, but Scruff McGruff has her, I mean, the character we haven't got to yet, as well. But I don't know where he gets her from either. It, It never says, like, he just has her when he shows up. I think he maybe just picks her up from like a dead soldier, just like Olga did, because Olga just sort of like wanders over, picks something up, and then has an AI. That's my guess. Is that that is the idea? Is that she's an AI for them? And again, it's very poorly explained. Yeah. So you meet this little girl. She tells you, "Oh yeah, I've met Doctor What's His Nut." Well, yeah, she asks if uh, she knows who Doctor Lazarov is, and then she like. Sort of like visibly freaks out and goes Pavlov, and Olga is like, "So you know who I'm talking about?" And then the bombs hit, and then when Olga comes to, the little girl's gone. The little girl's gone, and they completely control like the slums already. Yeah, yes, it's not it's like just like yeah, there's not fighting going on. The Garmonians are just 
in charge and you have to sneak your way through the slums. Yep. And in this section, uh, you are introduced to the idea of rescuing civilians, because that is part of the thing with Kashka. Kashka tells Olga, well, I'll help you, but if you see any civilians who you can like help to a safe house or a bunker or whatever, then you should go help them and I'll help you and that'll be our mutual relationship. No. And so, hmm, no. No, because Olga, uh, Kashka's like, hey you should get to safety. And Olga's like, no, there's people out here. We need to save them. And Kashka's oh, okay. like... so it's in reverse. Yeah. Uh, Akashka, the, the AI, is like, okay, uh, I'll do what I can, but your safety should be top priority. And Olga, being the cop, is like, yeah, we gotta help these people. Which is where the fun yep. really started for me. I mean, the first survivor I ran into was, like, a pedophile human trafficker. Yeah. Yep. He's, like, the worst possible person. They literally introduce you to, they're like, hey, you can save people. And the first person you're supposed to run into is a guy who's miserable and sucks. Yeah. You don't know that he's a pedo, but he absolutely is a human trafficker. I mean, yeah. A human trafficker of children. So what the fuck else are they I mean, specifically children. Yeah. So, like, okay, game, I guess I won't help people. At least that's what I got from it. Because, like, the first couple of people I ran into two were awful people. Yes, you um, kill them and you move on with your life. It was in the section, uh, I started on standard difficulty. And in Olga's section, I switched to light difficulty because I kept on getting blown up. <laughs> Survivors were mostly used for me for uh, distracting troops <laughs> when I ran into them. I'm, I was just like, yeah, you should totally go over to that... Uh, bunker over there and i'm like see a bitch damn <laughs> <laughs> and i think of how hard i worked to save these fucking people you were a fool were they ever grateful fuck no they weren't yeah so fuck them <laughs> there you go uh yeah so that's so, this is the again the game mechanics teaching you things of like i immediately was like these people suck and helping them is excruciatingly hard for no reward so i'm not gonna do it uh, and fighting people at this point of the game was still really hard. So I learned yes. the secrets of the dodge roll. You can yes. uh, find my entire playthrough on our YouTube channel uh, because I streamed the whole thing start to finish and they were then uploaded onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you can find from start to finish me playing through this game. At this point of the game, uh, you have to get from like one place to the other and I literally just sprint and dodge roll past a dozen enemies. That's it. That that is how I eventually succeeded in the section too, because like I attempted several different angles of stealth, and I was always getting spotted. And we'll go into the mechanics of that later. But uh, I remembered your playthrough, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna start dodge rolling. Jason taught me this, and uh, guess what? It got me to the location. Oh, see. Fucking bullshit. I uh, I got the human trafficker to safety relatively easy. And then the next lady that you find, oh my god, I could not save this lady, son of a bitch. I tried, so, like, I eventually got it, and she kept dying, and I kept dying, and it was a fucking, it was a treat. It was an absolute treat to get to. And then, uh, by the time I finally fucking saved her, I think um, I took that same strategy, because you have to make it to a hospital. And I, I just ran for it, because, yep. fuck it. Like, I'm not sneaking, like, they already know I'm here. I'm trying to avoid the big-ass fucking mech shooting at me. Just go, book it. 
So we're all in the hospital. Um, you meet both Dr. Lavrov and uh, Olga's old commanding officers there. I have him as Major Dushknu or Major Scarface. I don't know his actual name. Uh, bad guy McMonologue part two? Like, yep. the same exact thing where he's like, I'm evil, 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 evil monologue, but I'm going to leave now and not actually like fight you or give you a chance to fight me and no one does anything because it's a cutscene. and okay mm -hmm. at least like when he sees her they talk he's like <laughs> come on back rubs her all gross like and she's like fuck off and he's like all right your daughter died Blah. she's like yeah. bitch move dude fuck off and then he leaves he's like i've got other shit to do makes more sense that he doesn't want to kill someone that he knows more than random baseball guy doesn't want to kill Russian Sora because uh, villain reasons later, I guess. But that doesn't make sense either when he sends fucking squad of troops in after. I'm not going to dirty my hands. You fucks take care of it. Yep. He's just like, fuck it. I'm going to let my soldiers kill you. And then you have to either sneak out or fight out. No, you dodge roll out. Yeah, because you don't it's actually have to do anything. You just have to get to the fence in back. Oh, I killed them all. Right. Yeah. Nope. Yep. You don't have to kill any of them. You just have to get to the exit extraction point. Mm. I killed the first wave, and then I just dodge rolled the rest of the way. Mostly because in the first two chapters, I didn't realize that I could use the item boxes, and I was just using pistols. Oof. Yeah, it, yep. it's something they explain, but poorly, and then, like, is important, but isn't important. The item boxes come pre-stocked with stuff for you to I take realize this. and use. The item boxes, each one is individual. Yes. They're, they're persistent such that if you're in the same map you were in earlier, if you empty a box, it'll still be empty. That's not entirely true. Because I've emptied a box as one character, then I came back and found a gun in that box that I, you know did not see the first time. Interesting. Yeah, because I... So there was at least some uh, restock. Okay, so there might be some restock, but I, I actually did the opposite, where one of my characters used a shotgun the whole time and the other didn't. So anytime I found shotgun shells, I would put them in boxes. And so uh, that character would always come and there would always be a, a surplus of shotgun shells for him. Hmm. Nice. Lucky you being smart. Yeah, uh, there's a crafting system, which we can get into later, but oh, I'm going to get into it. <laughs> I didn't know how the crafting works. So that was in like chapter three, which is whatever, because which is where we are now, because yep. once you get to the end of Olga's section, it's moving on to chapter three. Oh, yeah. You're we back as Mikhail? To Mikhail and Mikhail is having a bad day. He's uh, <laughs> looking for allies and I am having problems with this game. Um <laughs> Because, like, I probably lose an extra hour or so in this section, and I just turned it off and walked away for a couple of days. Because you're just dumped into an occupied city with dozens of soldiers that would love to use you for target practice. And you're just you're just looking for people, I want to say. He, Mikhail's just, like, wondering, looking for a direction. You have a waypoint on your map, and it says, go there. And uh, it was after I came back, after my break, that I finally opened an item box for the first time, and I saw the goddamn SMG and assault rifle, and just killed the fuckers. <laughs> uh, <sighs> right, he's 
trying to make his way to an area and is it here you run into the reporter yes because you're trying to get out of the city that's all mikhail's goal is and you run into someone who's like i can get you out of the city because i'm a reporter they won't shoot me no no jason his name is Patrick, and he is a reporter. Right, because he has the most 100% accurate French accent of all time. I am super French. <laughs> you see this Frenchman? He can get you out of the city. <laughs> but you have to help him first. He has an extraction, but I just turned into something that is not French. Uh, he, uh, he was investigating plans for a new... Wanzer, uh, that was stolen. The plans were stolen, or the Wanzer was stolen. I'm not the sure. The plans were and stolen, and that's why the war is happening. Yeah, supposedly, according to him. And so this is the Wanzer that's being built in secret that you find out about later. That doesn't actually matter, but yep. that's his. He's saying so. This whole like Wanzer plot is what's causing this war. I need you to go look into politician X because I forgot his name. Uh, Boonin. Boonin, if you bring Boonin to me alive, I will get both of you out of the city. Mm-hmm. A deal is struck. The die is cast. The bo- the box is locked. The lights are on. Is robe a fight in time? <laughs> what? Okay, not quite, but I like I like I like the enthusiasm. Anyway, that's then Mikhail's goal is to get to across the city to get to where the government building is yeah where the councilman is probably hiding out right and i want to say at the end of the sequence you have your first like real windsor section and uh, i almost choked it i got in my windsor and i was just fucking around trying to get the controls and stuff and unlike the first because there's a tutorial windsor section in chapter one where there's a broken windsor you jump in it you can't move but you can shoot and i'm pretty sure that windsor is invincible yeah it is. And so, yeah, the, you know, uh, you have a lot of time to just fuck around and shoot things. Tutorial turret section. Yep. And the chapter three Wenzer uh, definitely takes damage. <laughs> um, I got in the Wenzer, started moving around, and, like, the first enemy Wenzer showed up. I'm like, all right, I'll, like, shoot at you and trying to f- I'm trying to figure out which of my weapons, like, do the most damage. And he's just lighting me the fuck up as soon as he sees me. And uh, I catch on fire. <laughs> and my Wenzer almost explodes. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, I haven't had a save point in like an hour. And I'm freaking the fuck out. I destroy this one Wanzer. And I can't take any more planks of damage. And so the like, there's like three more Wanzers that show up in quick succession because just, hey, what's up? Uh, I like, I play a little coward game. I get them to spawn. I run away. I turn around and I plink at them with my rifle from as far away as I can like, out of their aggro distance, even, and they just sit there and get, like, stun-locked and die. Oh, you know... Great, great gameplay. It is uh, weird. As big and as heavy-feeling and as slow as they are, how few hits your fucking Wanzer takes. Yeah, you explode real quick. Also, how fast some of the enemy Wanzers are. Yeah, when they just, like, boost at you. Although I didn't have any issue, uh, because you get a missile launcher with... uh, this Wanzer, and it can lock on to uh, the same target multiple times. Mm-hmm. And like after a single entire volley of that, like uh, things are mostly dead. Yeah. So like they show up, bloop, 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 fire, shoot, 
they're gone. Move on to the next one. Yeah, ignoring how bad G- the controls are because your shoulder weapons are on F and G on the keyboard. Yeah, which is where you want them when you move with W, A, S, and D. Yeah. The the Wander sections were the only time I was glad I had a controller. The other time I was watching both Jake and Jason play on streams individually, and you're like shooting in the normal sections was way better than controller. But having the Wander being controlled with just like, you know, shoulder buttons for shoulders and stuff like oh, that was nice. That would have been. But nope, controls were uh, bad and... You know, that's really what we needed to make these uh, highly explosive robots uh, feel really good is having to try to find the right buttons to make them do the thing while you're getting exploded. So good. So that's pretty much the end of chapter three. Uh, Mikhail's on his way for a rescue operation and we're back to Olga, who is in the city and is headed to the harbor via the sewers. And she heads to a construction site where Mikhail is hanging out with a civilian he saved. It was the little girl from the beginning. Yeah. Coincidence. And Coincidence! This, it's, you know, just crazy random happenstance. Yeah, I love how that's also off camera. So, like, you don't know how the fuck it is that they found each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, they end part three. Mikhail's on his own fighting his way to this, like, Capitol building. And then in part four, you're Olga, and you just happen across Mikhail and the girl you're searching for. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? And when you find these two, you have to, you have your first, like, wave defense section. You have to fight waves of enemies who just, like, apparently know you're here, and they just come at you with, like, ass- their assault rifles. And you get a little bit of time to set up, and since I was, I think, more of a crafting guru than at least Jason... Uh, and from what I saw of Jake, I ended up making a lot of, like, tripwire traps and stuff and putting them at the tops of stairs and stuff and, like, having them explode or fall into fire. I threw incendiary grenades. I basically home alone to that shit hard and won on my first attempt. I saw Jason's attempt, and you can say how that going. Well, attempts, because uh, we're already at the point in Chapter 4 where I just don't pick up stuff because, like, <laughs> crafting was nonsense to me, and I was like, I'm not doing it. Uh, so I didn't have stuff to craft because I didn't think I was ever going to have to do a tower defense section. Yeah, I was wrong about yeah, the crafting. Weird. Uh, it wasn't chapter three because it was after this section before I figured out how the crafting worked. So I just killed them with my gun. gun. It sucked. But uh, instead of laying traps or like setting stuff up that like uh, Elsa, it sounds like you did. And Jason, I know by the time you finally finished, that's what you had done. I was just at the bottom, like, shooting them. Uh, because the enemies, if you get a headshot on them, it, like, stuns them. Yeah, they stagger backwards. And as much as the uh, gunplay, uh, which we haven't talked about, is bad for reasons we can get into, um, you can sort of just, like, stun lock them, especially with the pistol. In one-on-one combat, you can just stun lock someone straight to death with a pistol. Yeah, and, like, even though that must be nice. multiple enemies would come at you, uh, usually, like, in that section, they wouldn't come from the same area, so, like, you could take one out and move on to the next one, move on to the next one before you took too much damage. That's super weird, because I defended at the top, and by the time they got to it at the top, there were, like, three or four in a wave, and they were all moving together. Yeah, I think being at the top is actually a mistake. Yeah, because they don't come in together, they come in separately. I mean, it did work out, because, like, I set my traps at the top, and then I hit multiple people with my traps, so. Yeah. 
there's that. Anyways, after you do this sequence, uh, your two heroes bicker at each other like a old married couple because, of course, they hate each other. Shock of all shocks. Well, well Mikhail's mostly an unlikable shitbag. Yeah, it's because Mikhail's a cunt for no reason. It's like when Olga comes up to him, he's like, uh, a civilian. And she's like, fuck you, kid. I'm like, what the hell did I do to you? Who is this little girl? Is she okay? And Mikhail's like, fucking whatever. Meh. <laughs> She's like, so obviously, cool. uh, once, yeah, right. Once Olga shows up and saves his sorry ass, Mikhail hands over the little girl and runs away. And immediately the little girl just like shrieks at Olga and runs away. And Olga's like, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. And then she moves right on to like spy on the enemies. Uh, we see the guy who tormented Mikhail, uh, not Revolver Ocelot, Revolver Ocelot, uh, and he's mad about something, data files. Uh, Olga steals an encrypted data chip from some soldiers and uh, discovers that the hero of the Novoslava revolution, some bald asshole named Ruslan, uh, is sulking around in the sewers, murdering people. And it's like, who is this man? And this is also where you come across uh, <laughs> who uh, Jake has been calling Scruff McGruff, uh, Leonid Osterman who is supposed to be the man who killed Ruslan, who was that hero man I just talked about. Who is also the, supposed to be dead. Yes, both these men are supposed to be dead. And it's like, yes, both these men are supposed to be dead, but like this is the first we've learned about them, so it's not actually a shock to <laughs> the... Like, it's, it's, it's so strange. It's like a twist that they're explaining the twist as it's happening. Yeah, no, it they, there's absolutely no twist here because... It's information that you don't have. They're yes. like, surprise, this character who we said is dead is not dead. When did you say he was dead? In the sentence we just said. <laughs> <laughs> I, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. It was, uh, Jason, while you were streaming, I forget how it, come, how it came up that I was referring to him as Scruff McGruff. I think it was because, like, as stuff kept happening, and then uh, Leo was like, oh, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And I was like, oh, well, naturally, he's got to go take a bite out of crime. Something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you see this bald guy in the sewer, and he sees you, and you're like, <gasps> the hero of the Novoslava Revolution. And then he runs off, and then, yeah, Leo runs in, and you're like, I just saw that dead guy. And Leo runs off, and... Uh, Kalashnikov is like that man you just talked to is also dead, right? What? Does it go back to Mikhail or do we get our first Leo section? Uh, chapter five is the first Leo chapter, and his first order of business is get guns. Yeah, so and you you start with a shotgun, which apparently isn't enough. Go ahead, Jason. time war because this is exactly this game. This is now before you saw him in the sewer. Oh. Is it? Yes. This is at uh, immediately after he got out of prison. Oh, really? Yes. This is before the last chapter. I did not get that you at can all. Tell this is super clear storytelling. Yeah, that's uh, again when they're trying to do this weaving thing. So yeah, his first goal is to get gun. Except you like start with a shotgun. Yep, you start with a shotgun, but apparently that isn't enough. The so you have to like go one hit kill raid a. Yes, yes. He starts with a shotgun. Yeah. What? I don't have a shotgun. Well, you didn't look hard enough. I probably had it and didn't pay any attention. 
Yeah, he starts with the shotgun, which, if you're close enough to someone, is a one-shot kill. It, the shotgun was my favorite gun in the game because of that reason. It's the best. You literally just dodge roll right up to someone, pull the trigger, and watch as they just dead. Ah, uh-huh. no, see, uh, it, it was this section here uh, as uh, Scruff McGruff is running around doing a fun Scruff McGruff things that um, at the construction site, because you're at the same map, there's a sniper rifle. When I was Olga, the sniper rifle wasn't there. However, hmm. when I played a Scruff McGruff, it was just sitting there. So I ran up and I got the sniper rifle. And as I saw the people on the map that you can go and save, I wondered if it was possible to kill all of the enemy soldiers on the map. So uh, I booted up Cheat Engine, and I gave myself uh, 999 sniper ammo. I didn't bother doing this at any other point in the game, because it doesn't fucking matter, right? Uh, Because the enemies just keep spawning in. Uh, You kill them uh, as there's more action in one area, uh, more enemies are called into wherever you're killing them at, but when you do that, it lessens the activity of the enemy soldiers in other areas of the city. So you can kind of use that to your advantage if it worked that well, which it doesn't. But I had uh, essentially infinite sniper rifle ammo. If you take the enemy soldiers out in one hit, they don't set off an alarm, even if they watch their friends die, which is an interesting choice. Uh, more about AI later. So I would clear out an entire route that whoever you have to save would go to and then try and talk them into going to wherever they needed to be which holy shit i wish it was easy like hey get to the shelter and they're like cool instead you have um ah this is the part where you get the psychopath who's like ah yes the city is burning listen to the symphony of screams like you should not go to the shelter and be around other people you should just stay here (laughs) (laughs) you know what dude enjoy just have a good day have fun man or uh, is this the same area with the guy that wants to loot shit? Yeah, I think it I is. I don't know. Where he's I like, didn't save anybody. Uh, well, you come across this dude who's like, oh, hey, you look like a hardened criminal. And, you know, uh, Leo's like, I mean, he's still got his prison outfit on. He's like, yeah, but go fuck yourself. Dude's like, hey, you know, uh, since no one's in this rich house, maybe we go in and start taking shit. And Leo's like, why don't you just get to a fucking shelter? Guys, like, well, I'll tell you what, any uh, valuables you'll bring me, I'll give you something in return. He'll give you um, med kits or extra ammo or uh, crafting supplies if you bring him shit. And I assume if you bring him enough shit, he will finally go to his shelter. It just so happened I had a uh, gemstone ring, as the item description was, off some corpse that I looted. So I gave him that, which is how I know what he gives you. But I wasn't going out of my way to get this ass bag extra shit so I could get into a shelter. Fine. Stay here. Loot. Have fun getting shot on sight, asshole. And I want to say there's such a different gameplay experience than me. Two other people. No. Okay. So this fucking this goddamn stage, I spent so long, so fucking long sneaking around, sniping dudes and then trying to get to the people that you could save only for them to be fucking crazy. Some asshole that just wants to loot shit. Somebody who I think killed themselves, and then some other person that I finally got to go to a fucking thing. Ugh. I, th- mm, mm, mm. This is the one where you find a fucking lady who's like, my husband died. And you're like, sucks, bro. Get to a shelter. And she's like, well, I can't go to a shelter without the wedding ring. And you're like, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. Right? So you go out. And of course, his body is surrounded by enemy fucking troops. So I fucking snipe those dudes off. And then when you get up to him, not only does you pilfer his wedding ring, he has a letter. Now, I didn't read the letter because the letter said, 
one of two things, both of which weren't going to be good for that lady, right? Either he's having an affair or he never loved her. Some shit like that. You knew that's what it was going to be. Because when you talk to her, you have the option to give her the wedding ring or the letter. I mean, it could have just been goodbye. Right. How d- would he have known they were going to get invaded and that he was going to die? He was just gonna- He's a traitor to the state. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, like, it's not going to be fucking good news for her. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going to let her have fond fucking memories of her goddamn husband. Here's your wedding ring. Get to a fucking shelter. Did it work? I mean, yeah, I got her there. It took for fucking ever. <laughs> because, like I said, as I killed people, and it would raise the alert in that area, and it would just bring more soldiers in. So I would make more work for myself as I was cleansing the city of the enemy soldiers. I'm glad that Amazing. all the fucking work that I put in didn't make any goddamn bit of difference. Because, uh, like, this was probably one of the shortest chapters for me. <laughs> I spent so long here. Yeah, no, this one goes by really quickly. Yep, you go to the place with about where you want to get more guns. You come across a woman named Sophie, who is a former Resistance member with Leonid, with Ruslan. They were all part of the Resistance for the Novo Slava Revolution. And she gives him shit about the revolution falling apart, you know, and how Leonid was killed Ruslan. But he was like, no, I was framed. And she, to her credit, basically immediately believes him. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole weirdness of, like, he's alive. There is. And so she's just like, okay, well, clearly the government lied about killing you. So there's got to be something going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and... tells uh, Sophia that Ruslan's still alive. And she's like, but you killed him? And he's like, no. And she's like, but you're alive. Well, I have something to tell you. But you're not going to believe it. I have to show you. Let's go meet up at a bar uh, somewhere else in town. Right, which is so fucking dumb. And then I pulled my own fucking hair out. Are you kidding me? Like, we just drop all this fucking people are dead but not dead? But whatever the fuck you have to say is so fucking crazy that I'm not going to believe you whatever you fucking say. You just, just don't fucking tell me why we're here. Uh, whatever. But no, we have to extend the gameplay. <laughs> so you get, like, halfway to the bar and then soldiers, like, surround you so you jump into the river to escape and that's the end of the chapter yep moving on so i want to i want to i want to talk about that real quick because it's winter sure. uh it's winter yeah, somewhere no, in europe i thought about that too uh it's in december yeah it's it's cold is my point and you just jump into the water casually yeah like it's not freezing it's fine and then he's fine being outside the it's rest a of heated the time. Day. uh of course <laughs> Well, there's no ice in it. Novoslava's patented heated rivers. Coca-Cola's Novoslava, uh. their heated rivers. Chapter four, we're back to Mikhail, and he's got to save the councilman because he needs to, you know, get him to escape. Uh, we do some wave combat uh, to save the councilman and then run away. Get like a minigun? Mm-hmm. Yep, you get a minigun and, you know, save the councilman, but he's a jerk who needs the data. You gotta have the data, and that's why you have to do the wave combat, because soldiers are coming in while he's getting the data. Yeah, he's copying it off the computer, I guess, and it takes forever. Fine. Yep, so you clear the area, the dude runs outside and immediately gets murdered in the streets, like, as soon as his foot hits the pavement, and it's hilarious. This is one of these things where, like... Oh, I found a lot of the characters don't really treat the situation like it's the situation. Yeah, yeah. He, he is getting supposedly really important intel off of his computer. 
probably pertaining to the war that is going on. While he's doing mm-hmm. this, soldiers storm the building, and you, with a minigun, gun them down one after the other. You kill probably like 20 dudes. The hallway is littered with corpses. <laughs> and he comes out, and you're like, okay, I just killed everyone. We should be safe at the moment, because they're all dead. And he's like, great. And then kicks open the door and is like, hello, world! And they shoot him to death. Yeah, they fucking riddle him with bullets. How, how did that make sense to anyone? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Nothing in this game makes sense. It's terrible. Like, so it was just. Hey, he needs to be dead for the plot reasons. So it's not like he's going to be sneaking with you and a sniper's going to take him out because he's a high priority target. No, he's just going to run into the street like kill me. <laughs> And this is where we get our second uh, interaction with Revolver Ocelot. Um, he wanders up all cocky and anime, and uh, this is when it's revealed he's a part of a third nation. He's like a mercenary or something. He's from the Zaftra army. Yeah, he's from Zaftra. He's not actually associated particularly with any of these people, but they brought him in as extra muscle. I guess, even though they have a seemingly limitless supply of soldiers. He's just a merc, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. He's got a bunch of dudes in tow, and he again, he's like, you better run. And you grab the data, the super important data, and um, you run away. And I think this is when you run into Leo. Yes. And who knows when in the timeline this is, because I don't fucking know. I don't know. I think after some point but before another yeah i think this was before he jumps in the river yes is it i mean like yeah. it would kind of have to be but like yeah I've, what the fuck it basically has to be so yeah so leo immediately calls mikhail a coward and calls him weak which he is when which he is yeah. and just like thanks for calling a spade a spade leo i appreciate you but he also monologues at length about i don't know like surviving in the war and all this shit and it's i tuned it all out yeah because mikhail has never actually seen combat uh this is the uh leo is like i fought for novoslava's like emancipation i was part of the revolution and then i've been tortured and imprisoned for years i've seen some shit yeah and mikhail's like but they're killing people and he's like yeah yeah no shit you kill him right back. It's war. <laughs> it's go time. You signed up for this. Yeah, and then fucking Mikhail yep. whines at him, and uh, fucking Leo go uh, tells him like, you know, I've seen so much shit, and I always try and save people like you, and you fucking idiots get your friends killed, and eventually you get yourselves killed. So I'm out. Have fun. I'm leaving. And so yeah, Leo uh-huh. was right. Don't save people. I never did. Yep. I took his advice too. Jake, you're a fool. And this is <laughs> where I believe Jake's story ends? Question mark? Uh, yes. This is as far as I got. You son of a bitch. I feel like we have there's... another Olga chapter coming up. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, it like... was after this. You do have Mikhail. He does get back to Patrick and say, hey, so your dude's dead, but I have the data. Uh, and it's about the super secret Windsor project, and uh, Patrick tells you 
uh, go to the harbor, you might find what you are looking for at the harbor. I don't know what this accent is. It's ha, as ha, French ha, as he ha. sounds, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> and yes, the next one is uh, Olga, who is at the harbor looking for a ship to, you know, get the fuck out of here. And she's, you know, slinking around, spying on troops, going to waypoints for vague reasons. And uh, it was at this point of the game where, oh yeah, uh, you have to go to, you know, a waypoint. That's all this game is, going from waypoint to waypoint, slinking through the city. Uh, and you could go through a way that had high alert or way past a fucking Wanzer. Uh, and I, deciding to be cheeky, uh, went the Wanzer route. And... I snuck around this Wanzer. I felt pretty good about myself. And on the other side, the entire bridge was blocked. And it was not marked blocked on the map until you get up to it. And then after you see it, it's marked as blocked. Oh. Fuck you, game. <laughs> Fuck you. I did this really cheeky run past the giant mech thing, and you punish me for oh, it. Oh, uh, the game does this a lot. If you watch my playthrough, you will see this. It happens all the time. The game presents you options as it were. To, you know, try to navigate a city. Except, as soon as you start going away, they don't want you to go. It's all blocked. There are not actually that many ways to traverse any of the city. They are not giving it's you options. Pretty linear, yes. They're just pretending that their options are there. And this is another one of those cases where, like, I had not saved in, like, 30 minutes and I'm desperately using my med kits and my revival agents and I just spammed healing through the obstacles and I you know went back through the high alert area obviously got seen because there's no actual stealth and you get to a warehouse yeah this is where you get to the warehouse where they're holding the little girl yep. from before in this like big fuck off like tiger cage with armed guards yeah that <laughs> This big fuck-off tiger cage. There's armed guards about. You kill the armed guards. You walk up. And you, the cage is unlocked. Oh, my God. Like, you just open the door. Oh. Because then you end up inside of it. Yes. Like, uh, because you go into Olga's... the cage. Go on, go on. To, to talk to the little girl. You just open the cage, and you're like, come on, little girl. Let's get out of here. And she's like, everywhere I go, people die. <laughs> Okay, so while I didn't play this, like, I did watch your entire playthrough. I do not remember this fucking all. Oh, yeah, so, uh, your former officer leader dude, uh, from the Gabon army or whatever. Mm-hmm. Garmonian. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up, and he locks you in the cage. Mm-hmm. And he starts going on about, God, some stupid nonsense. Um, everyone from the government of, like, Ruthenia and Garmonia and just, like, everybody at a high level is in on this big human trafficking ring. So the war was not about a mech at all. It was about a human trafficking ring that Olga wanted to bust or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's monologuing. And then good guy, McEvil guy, bald hair, what's his name? Ruslan. Ruslan shows up and just puts a cap in a motherfucker. I think it's hilarious because they're working together and uh, he sees Olga caged and he like looks at the major and goes, your ways disgust me. And then just fucking shoots. We don't cage redheads. Well, no, like the first thing he's like is, why is she alive? Oh, and uh, the bad guy's like, well, I've got plans for her. And he's like, 
you're disgusting and shoots him in the face. <laughs> Gross. And then he still lets you live. Yeah. That's the he his whole point was like, you should have just killed her. And he's like, No, I'm creepy and uh, it's totally not a not even subtle hint that I want to take advantage of her sexually because human trafficking. And mm-hmm. evil robot future bald man is like, You're disgusting because he's disgusting, shoots him in the face, and then just still leaves you locked in a cage to presumably die. Yeah, wouldn't it mm-hmm. be a mercy at that point to just fucking kill her and end it instead of her withering away in there after a few weeks? Also, shouldn't tell all of his plans, like, because, like, killing her now that she knows that this human trafficking thing is a thing would be beneficial to him. But she also knew it before. It isn't like that's new information. Kind of. She knew that there was human trafficking going on. She didn't know that both sides, both countries were in on it. Mm. Again, yep. I did when when you make your uh, villains from the get-go out to be murderous monsters who have a ton of power and then they let your good characters live when they are in a spot of uh, completely being disarmed. Peril? It's plot contrivance. There's no reason. If he was trying to succeed, really he would have killed her. Mm-hmm. He's killed plenty of people before. We've seen him do it. Why does he show it mercy is, here? Because um, she's a play. Saturday morning cartoon bullshit. Yeah. That's all it is. So we're going back to Mikhail in chapter eight, um, who is going to the docks because Patrick told him to go to the docks. He's looking for the secret mech. Yes, because he still thinks it's about the secret mech. Right. I basically sprinted through this level very little stealth because there's no reward in it at any point. This is the point where I abandoned stealth completely. Uh, You find... uh, Ruslan back at one of his old haunts and he's talking to Sophia, the resistance member. They're spewing some vague greater good bullshit at or, you know, Ruslan is spewing some vague greater good bullshit at her. She's pissed because, you know, you use the resistance for your own your own ends. And he's like, yeah. Yep. And that's it. And Mikhail comes in and talks to Sophia and is like, who is that asshole? And I think she tells him some things, but not all the things. Yeah. And that is generally the end of the chapter. Let's move on with our lives. So chapter nine, go on. Jason. I was just going to say, in theory, I think these how how you go through with some of these main conversations affects the quote unquote ending. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think the ending, as in, like, who lives and who dies. Um, chapter 9, we go back to Leo, and uh, this is one of the few times that I did talk to his civilians, because, like, they were just in a very obvious place. There was a young woman and her father, and I couldn't convince the old man to come with me, but I could convince the woman. And she was grateful and not a terrible person, and she was just like, oh my god, yes, please save me. Scruff McGruff, and I was like, okay, you're the first non-shit person I've met, so I'm going to fucking save you. Holy shit, it took so long to save her. Yep. <laughs> yep, I, I feel your pain, Jake, because I had to murder so many men to get this one woman to safety. I really feel like the cosmic balance... Mm. <laughs> and uh, and it's, I it isn't like... You don't feel bad for them, right? Because they're a nameless, That's cartoony true. evil villain, but like... God, it takes so long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's such a time sink. And then, like, God forbid, by the time they finally get to the shelter that 
they have to like stand in front of and dick around with for a minute before like they can finally go in if an enemy sees them like they just shoot them and they die and then all that time was wasted and then it auto saves right when they die so haha no. terrible um it was at the end of this sequence that you run into leo's old lover ruslan and you ask him, why are you here, Ruslan? And Ruslan's like, the perfect future. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, Ruslan? And he's like, the perfect future. And it's like, Ruslan, please say something else. The perfect future. And then you shoot him a Seriously, bunch. Seriously, he, he goes on and he says nothing while he goes on. And he monologues about what he's doing is to create the perfect future, the perfect world. And if you could just open your eyes, you would see the world that he's creating and how perfect it is. Beep boop answer dot exe perfect world beep boop like even before you know that he's a robot it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's like how are you creating a perfect world by murdering people just i don't know developing bioweapons to murder more people yes yep <laughs> once i can cleanse the world of all the bad people then i'll have the perfect world ooh this feels like a plot of the last few pokemon games wait there's, uh, how do I put this delicately? Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry about okay. It. The point is, Pokemon, you have to be the master trainer. There's That's it. Poke cleansing, let's say. <laughs> Something like oh, that. God. Um, it is at this confrontation that you do kill Ruslan for the first time. Um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, you shoot him right in the heart. Yeah, you shoot him, you fill him with holes. Uh, and then you walk away, you meet up with Sophia, and she tells you how Ruslan was actually a Zaftrin spy, and it was always about the secret Wanzer, but she kept silent because we're supposed to feel something sad, and there's sad music, and that's all I really remember about that sequence. Wait, so the leader of the revolution was just a puppet the whole time? Yes, yes he because he was making the secret Wanzer, which is not actually useful. Yeah, he's from Zaftra, and this whole thing was... It's, again, it's hard to actually parse because of how cryptic and layered and dumb it all is. It's not good. It's not good. So chapter 10, we're back to Mikhail. He sneaks in on Revolver Ocelot, who is busy, I want to say, kicking the corpse of the major douchebag who got shot in the like, head, which yeah, is kind of hilarious He's just to me. like, I don't know, being uh, cheeky corpse time fun times. I'm fucking like... I'm just sitting here scowling as I'm processing all this. You know how fucking stupid this is. <laughs> Don't worry, it gets dumber because is is it this point where Revolver Ocelot learns that he's basically just dead? Uh, yes, it was at the end of the sequence where um, uh, you meet up with Patrick and Patrick reveals he's an American spy the whole time and he drops his accent and he just talks like an American. Yeah. Uh, and he arranges for your pickup, and he tells you about the virus, how there is a secret cabal that owns Zaftra, and they're researching a virus or some sort of biological warfare, and are using this conflict to cover it up. So that's the real, 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 real reason this thing is happening. And Revolver Ocelot shows up, and he apparently hurled the whole thing, and he is pissed that he was used. He was like, I thought it was about the secret wins, or he's like, nope, it was about biological warfare apparently and uh, that he may I or may not have I, he definitely yeah. has well, it. like <laughs> because that's the way they say it is basically like yeah they they gave you this virus so that you will die yeah just to uh tie up all the loose ends yeah 
I'm guessing that probably all the Garmonian invading forces probably have it. That's what I'm guessing. It seems to be the implication is that everyone in this in Novoslava is just going to die either by being murdered or by virus death. Yep. Because and then they're going to collect the data on it. Yeah, they nickname the virus some like horrible. It's euthanasia. Yeah, it's the euthanasia virus. I was like, okay. It's a bit on the nose or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So he gets pissed and like almost decides to help you. Nah. I thought he does like right here. He does only help Only because you he like he feels like he has to. Momentarily. Yeah. Before the shocking twist later, which like isn't really a twist and go figure bad guys like, yeah, now go fuck yourself later, but Really didn't feel like he helped me at all. I thought he just captured both Mikhail and Patrick, and then Leo has to go rescue them. Kind of. He, like, takes you into custody. It's one of those things, again, where it's like, he should just kill you, but mm -hmm. he doesn't. Well, it's because he thinks that uh, if he works with, uh, Jesus, the protags, that they could help him find a cure, right? Yeah. He, he like, seems to think all. that he can use you to... And your extraction to get himself out. Oh, he's using you as like a hostage or capital or Kinda something. Kinda that like he'll get you to the extraction as long as you extract him as well and try to cure the virus that he has. Yep. So it's and that's that's what happens. Yeah, and so then you go back to Leo, who is now on saving Mikhail duty. Yep. You have to go steal the special super secret chocolatey fudge winzer. But like, <laughs> how did he know Mikhail was kidnapped? I think Koshka tells him. Why does he care? Because he's got I a heart of gold? Guess. Because he's a hero. So, More than Mikhail is. I mean, Not yes. my Mikhail. Because, <laughs> you know, you have dialogue <laughs> options. So, like, uh, outside of the cutscenes where he, like, he was just being a... Uh, uh, shitty the whole time but like when it was just him and Koshka like he would be alright and then he would interact with another character it would ruin that which is a fucking weird choice I had wondered why does this game put so much value in this super secret Wanzer that was getting built in the fucking slums if it's about biological warfare all along then what the shit does this one Wanzer have to do with anything it's the the excuse veneer for war. It's the smokescreen. Okay. So you go steal the super double secret super fudge wanzer. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it it sucks. It's really bad. Yeah. I immediately dumped it for like a stock wanzer and was way better. It's like the special wanzer had a shield, I think was its unique thing, and the shield broke in like two shots. Uh, I don't know if the shield was the unique thing or the railgun was. Oh, right, it had a railgun, but the railgun required you to go down to one knee, be prone, and get shot by everything to use it. So I used it, like, once. Uh, as I recall, Jason, you are kind of tearing shit up with that railgun, right? Railgun is really powerful, but you have to use it, quote-unquote, right. Again, the game doesn't, t you know, you have to be down on one knee, and you can, it's really slow. So you duck behind a corner, and then as the Wanzer chasing you comes around the corner, you hit him with the railgun, and it's a one-shot kill. 
I see. I did use it a few times on Wanzers that were being flown in on helicopters. I'm like, okay, sweet, a sitting target. Yeah. And I just got down and fucking blew them up in the sky. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So, like, it's really slow, but really powerful. So you yep. kind of have to fuck around with it to get it to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yep, you use Leo, you use the special Wanzer, you go save Mikhail, you have more Wanzer fights. It's an entire chapter of Wanzer yep. fights. And they're super slow and terrible and horrible. Moving on. And then you we get to chapter. head to like Go the on. sewers to try to head to Newtown? I don't For know, For your extraction? Man. I want to say that's actually what they call it. Sure. Uh, we have our final Olga chapter because last we saw her, she was caged and now she's magically with the gang now. Right. I- they don't explain this at all. Mm-mm. She's just suddenly like around and they're like, Olga is with you guys and you need to do a thing. And you're like, what? No, she was there with them the whole time. Don't question it. She was in your hearts. And then you unlocked her and she uh, came out of your heart because hearts store people. The real. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes back to Xehanort. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, you have to fight Xehanort in this section. <laughs> Uh, this is the section where, oh, this is Jason's favorite section, because we're going to finally rescue the girl, in my case. Uh, you get a missile launcher, and you lose any pretense of stealth out the window. You're just running and gunning. Well, yeah, because you uh, have you stumble- a like handheld missile launcher that you just like side-saddle this thing and just blow shit up. Oh, yeah, it was fucking and Olga it- just uh, free-aiming his fucking missile launcher, right? Olga's a beast, and I that love bitch her. Bitch is hardcore. Uh, she, it was great, too, because the game makes sure that you're constantly stocked in missile launchers. There would just be missile launcher dudes around every corner, and they would just sort of sit and stare at you, and eventually they'd fire if you were dumb enough to stand in front of them like I was once, but mostly they would just sit and stare at you until you shot them in the face and then stole their missile launcher. Yeah. Um, just face mix yeah, shooting so- with missile launchers. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um... You stumble across Ruslan and say, where's the little girl? And he's like, over there. And then he wanders away. And I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Uh, and you go and find the little girl. You murder everyone with rockets. You destroy a Wanzer with rockets. Uh, Julia threatens to kill herself with rockets. <laughs> Wait, what? The little girl threatens to kill herself with a knife because apparently she is like a carrier or the carrier or she's something special with this biological weapon. Yeah, so... You come up to her here, and you're like, "I okay, I'm here to save you." And she literally just pulls this knife out of, uh, like, hammer space, and just bam, knife to her own throat. Like, no, I have to die. And you're like, "What?" Yeah, they don't really explain. You, you're you're nine. You're nine years old, and you're holding a knife to your throat. Yeah, and it's like she, the virus is I don't know was based off of her DNA or something or. Like, she's the incubator for the initial virus, or basically the euthanasia virus revolves around her. Yes. For some reason, I guess. And there's whole dialogue trees, and I don't know how long they are, because one of the first things you can say is, fine, do it. And so I was like, let's find out. Is this game gonna go for child suicide? Yes, survey says yes it does you go fine do it and Um, olga literally is just like fine i can't stop you and the next scene is just that girl just bam knife across the throat blood everywhere 
That's horrifying. <laughs> what the fuck? You're a monster. <laughs> and also, what the fuck game? What the actual fuck? <laughs> because, like, I took the dialogue tree, the obvious dialogue tree of, look at me, I am your mom. Now. Yeah. It is so cheap and unearned, and I fucking hate it, and there are melodramatic stings in the background. As a child is trying to, like, kill herself with a knife, that is that is awful, and just unearned, and unneeded, and really, Square? Really? Yeah, they have to make you care by threatening something, you know, child suicide. Because I don't know why you'd care about anything that's happening anyway. That is a so, fucking hard swing, though. <laughs> I mean, ever it's there are murder bots all over the city. Is it really a hard swing? It's it's a grim hellscape, and there's nothing exciting. Not exciting. Uh, there's nothing like uplifting at all about this. It's a, kind of a war is hell story. Yeah, and it's just shitty, depressing shit happening to people, and that's it. Chapter thirteen, Mikhail. Uh, you jump into an unguarded Wanzer and you have a big ol' Wanzer fight with something like ten Wanzers all in a row. It's intense. It's kind of interesting. It was maybe my most fun... My most fun. I'm losing my English. Um, the the sequence that I enjoyed the most in the game, uh, up until the final point where you have to fight Revolver Ocelot in his Wanzer, uh, because he has to kill everyone who's made a fool of him, and apparently Mikhail's made a fool of him, and he has this his long-running baseball metaphor, and it's the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, bottom of the ninth. Uh, games, I don't know, tied or something? Batters on, runners on third or something? Like, it's dumb. It's a horrible quote-unquote analogy. All the Wanzer fights leading up to it were okay. I don't know if you found that Revolver Ocelot's Wanzer was um, really fast. It was bullshit, and it flew through the- So, Wanzers are big mechs with two legs, and they walk everywhere. They have a boost where they can, like, slide across the ground. His just sort of, like, zipped through the air like a goddamn gnat on speed. Yeah, his flies. He gets to fly. He gets to fly. You get to be on the ground. He gets to- He gets to fly. He gets to fly, and he has, like, a super powerful railgun. Yeah. Uh, So, I died many times to this fight. Oh, yeah, he kills you a bunch- uh, eventually you get through it. I think I eventually beat him by using my own railgun. Um, I did a combination of both. I used the special mech. I used the railgun a few times. I got hit by the railgun. I jumped out of the special mech and abandoned it for, like, the old, like, box mech yeah. that looked like a cardboard box and just had, like, two machine guns for arms, and then I just filled him with lead. And that's how it worked. I, so I used two different mechs, and... Apparently, that's the way to go. You have to just, like, you know, fire and forget with your mechs. Use them up, run to the next one. Yeah, once you're out of bullets, discard the gun, grab a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you uh, you beat him, and he, like, falls out of his mech, and he gets a final cut scene where you get to choose to let him survive or not. In the running theme of the day, I think we know how this went with Jason and me. <laughs> yeah, Mikhail has the gun, and Revolver Ocelot's like fucking do it and you're like okay bye Beep. <laughs> i said no you amuse me too much you get to live did it make some baseball analogy probably guess i'm out <laughs> oh <laughs> puts on sunglasses uh, yeah. <laughs> um and then that takes us to the last chapter jason i'm out of brain power you do this. all right so you're leo and you need to clear your way through this building 
to get to the roof where the extraction is. The first part's real dumb. There's just, like, guards about, and you just, like, kill them to unlock the elevator. Oh, yeah. Once you get into the building, there's just, like, a lobby with, like, maybe a dozen guards. It's not even a lot, and they're kind of spaced out, and you just, yeah, murder them. Because, again, at this point, you're rocking, like... I know I had a shotgun with a ton of ammo and an assault rifle and uh, full body armor and just like you duck around corners and the assault rifle kills people pretty quick or you just dodge roll up to them shotgun one shot. It Like the enemies were not an issue at this point. Normal stealth gameplay. Things. Yeah, normal stealth stuff. Once you kill everyone, uh, old uh, Rumble Tumble shows up again. <laughs> Ruzan. Yeah. That guy. And he's like, I'm back, bitches. And you're like, I killed you. He's like, no. And you fight him again. <laughs> uh, as you're fighting, you realize that he is not human. Though so they don't they don't really, I don't know. They don't tell you they, he's a robot before you nope. start fighting him. Nope. He's carrying a like machine gun in one hand casually. So that's your first indication that something is up. And during the battle, he has lightning power. Yeah, he just starts shooting like energy bolts at you. <laughs> and just like, okay. So at this point, I was fairly convinced that he was some like super clone from the future. I mean, look, it is the sci-fi mech future. He could just have some weird lightning No, because the way he talks the first time you meet him about the perfect future, I thought that he was from that perfect future and had come back in time to try to craft that perfect future. Hmm. That would have been a better story than what we got. It would have had maybe a little bit of that Kojima weirdness. Instead, he's literally just like a Terminator. He's a robot. And the electricity is just, I don't know, electricity he can shoot. It checks out, sure. So you beat him. Uh, I did this, accomplish this by just throwing grenades at him. I shot him with my shotgun about 20 times. And, like, I did a ring around the rosy with one of the poles in the yeah. room. So, like, anytime he wound up for attack, I just dove behind a pole. And then you get in the elevator and head to the roof. Well, sorry. He tells you he's a robot and there's nothing left of him other than his brain. It's all robot from there on out. And so you shoot him through the eye and he falls out a window. Oh, yeah. Where they do the exact same glass shatter cut scene that they used in The Quiet Man, and you don't get any props for reusing that same shit because, oh, it looks cool to have someone shatter through a window. Fuck you, Square Enix. (laughs) What happens at the top of the building? Uh, When you get to the top of the building, uh, Ramalama Ding Dong's already there. And he's got a big mech! So, how if he was shot out a window is he now on the fucking roof okay so he falls while you're going up in the elevator and the elevator's really slow so he falls fast enough that he hits the ground stands up gets in uh revolver ocelot's mech and flies to the roof to meet you there Hmm. Mm-hmm. shit yeah the timing doesn't actually work on that really at all but that's how the timing works <laughs> And Patrick's here to save the day again. Yeah, so as a person on the ground, you can't fight a mech. So Patrick's is here with, hey, I got you this laser pointer gun. And when you point it at the mech, I'll fire missiles from my helicopter. 
This this fight is so bad and boring. I'm honestly amazed it's in the game. I'm kind of fascinated that this was what they decided to be the final battle. Because, like, the battle is sparse. Like, he... The enemy jumps up into the sky and disappears for a second, then comes back down and, like, either perches on a structure and then tries to shoot you with his railgun and can never hit you. Basically. Ever. I never got hit with a railgun. I believe I died once when he landed on me. Uh, (laughs) Ah. Hilarious. That was it. And then, like, but the next time I did it, I was like, all right, just don't get crushed. And it was a joke. It's so easy. It was a very simple fight. It's not interesting at all. mm -hmm. How is that your final fight? Ugh. They just gave up. Kind of like my will to live right now. Because, like, Ruslan explodes. All three characters get to the top of the building. You reunite and you escape on the helicopter. And then we just get a small cutscene how Novoslava is passed to international control. Our heroes get their own ending based on, like, the things you did. I want to say I looked through your playthrough and the things that happened to your three heroes um, were wildly different than what happened to my okay. three heroes. Yeah, so you get on the uh, helicopter and then the game uh, crashes and you're back on your home screen. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you, you have to play through the entire fight a second time because uh, this game sucks. But uh, when I did actually get through it, yeah, it, it gives you a brief recap of all the characters. So what happened to your characters? Um, I want to say that uh, Leo disappeared. Um, he just vanished and went on okay, the run. I had that as well, kind of. He disappears with Sophia. Ah, see, in mine, uh, Sophia just ended up dead on the street. Yeah, no, him and her are never seen again. The game told me that Sophia's body was found somewhere on the streets, and it was like apparent suicide. Damn. It's like, okay, Yeah, no, they found her alive, and they were going to, like, take her into custody, and supposedly a man with white hair... Uh, saved her and the two of them fled the city and were never seen again. Good for them, those crazy kids. Yeah. Off to go overthrow um, cities somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> Mikhail just went back to his station as a Windsor pilot. Um, that's I it. think there so. Honestly, no... I don't remember what happened to him because I don't care. Um, Olga wanted to like retire, but they pulled her back into the police force because she was so darn good at what she did. I think she was too traumatized to ever go back to work. Yeah, I want to say yours had like a mental breakdown. Yeah, she, like she loses all... it. Oh, after yeah, talking to that is... girl into killing herself in front of her? Weird. <laughs> Funny how Who that knew? works. Um, yeah, it's a single paragraph of text as the credits roll that you get this uh, stuff. So there is no meaningful commentary. There are no interesting character arcs. The overall plot is lifeless. There is no interesting gameplay. The game looks like dog shit. At the very beginning, they they literally, after uh, you meet the first guy who's like injured, and you go into the building and they kill him while they're like looking for you. The game mm-hmm. literally tells, like, blunt force to the fucking nose, has a message about how, who are you going to save? Are there right choices? Are there wrong choices? Or are we all just adrift in this 
And then, you know, this plot happens. And, like, it's shitty the whole time. And that that's, like, what they chose to have to say. It's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. The world shouldn't, then you die. Wow, great game, guys. Love it. <laughs> this, oh, as you just, like, spent probably the better part of an hour listening to the story recap, um... The story is terrible. The gameplay is uh, miserable. We didn't even get to the uh, crafting, right? Mm-hmm. And Jake, how you fucking had to figure out the crafting never, basically. Yep. Uh, I tried and realized how obscure it was and how much time it took up to pick up stuff, manage your weight capacity, mm-hmm. go into your inventory, go to your crafting section, craft things, <laughs> equip to your different gadget slots rifle through your gadgets inside and outside of combat yeah because the game doesn't pause while you do that yeah Uh, it was it's just layers of obtuse nonsense that might make sense in an actual stealth game but this is not that the game markets itself as stealth but it is basically anything but uh yeah Mm. no it's uh you uh god i'm not even sure where to fucking start here Let's talk about the combat, because it forces combat on you. You know, like its stealth game should. Uh, it should make you fight in a very oh hmm, terrible way. So, the movement. Let's talk about aiming. Uh, and I, I can't speak to it on a controller, I can tell you on a PC. Uh, like, aiming with the mouse is uh, better. As you stand still, the reticle tightens in uh, somewhat. However, the gun sways, and where the bullet is actually going to fire doesn't necessarily hit the center of that reticle. It's uh, an area. Also, if you're cl- too close to a wall, you just fire into the wall. You don't have to be aiming towards the wall. You just have to be standing near it, which is, hmm, choice. Yep, there are definitely some times where there was a dude in front of me, I was crouched, and I was just looking up at him, and the reticle was clearly on his face, and I pulled the trigger, and it just, the shot went into the box. Yeah. it Terrible. It, I don't know what exactly they're doing with bullet generation and tracking. Because, yeah, it do- it doesn't always work. Yeah. yeah uh, the bullets definitely, like, Jake go. I had the worst time with uh, Scruff McGruff Sniper Excursion when uh, I would be hiding behind something. I would have my reticle on an enemy so that I could pop over and just immediately be hard scoped on him. Except when I would do that, about half the time, it would decide that I was pointing at the ground. So then I have to hmm. drag it back up and then try and find him which is weird. Or um, if I would uh, miss the shot and like the enemies would be alerted, but they wouldn't know where I was at and that like uh, they wouldn't become vigilant and then suddenly start swarming the area. Everyone in the vicinity would turn and look at me, but they wouldn't get alerted yet. Now, if you hit them and didn't shoot them in the face for the one hit kill uh, when they're laying on the ground, they'll become alerted. Now there is a, small window where you can shoot them when they're on the ground and then uh all the enemies in the area aren't alerted also it lowers the sensitivity while you're aiming which is weird it does that in the wanzers too uh so much more oh my god it it's like moving through tar in the freaking wanzers for no reason whatsoever i don't know why they decided that the wanzers should be the worst experience like they're unfun to pilot at all you're going to put big mechs in your game and then make them so miserable to use that 
any chance I got to get out and just run on foot, I did. Yeah, movement in the Wanzer was, as Jake said, like moving through a field, a pit of molasses. A field pit of molasses. Um, <laughs> a field pit, sure. <laughs> you know. Um, and it would try to like make like realistic or logical like turns of the body so like it would have to readjust itself to turn around a corner like a real machine would but fuck you you have giant mechs in your game it doesn't have to be completely realistic they can be a little bit faster it's okay well no if they're faster then it might be fun oh, and it's a stealth game so you're not stealthing in your giant robot part of like again it, these these wands are supposed to be the big thing, right? Uh, they're how people pretend to have war anymore. But like, if your wanzers are just shit, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I would pick like a couple tanks against a wanzer any day. Mm-hmm. Then how are they the ultimate fighting weapon? They're not. No, they're just bigger tanks. Yeah, that don't take because a they hit. look like people. And so that's like. If these are supposed to be the ultimate fighting weapon and like, ooh, there's a super secret tech one, then then they should be super secret tech. They should be the ultimate fighting machine and they could be, I don't know, faster, stronger, better, but they're not. Hmm. This game is filled with something that I just categorized in my head as bad game feel because it's, you know, a sneaking game. It's a stealth game where you cannot sneak. And it's the kind of thing where the game doesn't really show you where your enemy's sightlines are. And that is, I think, one of the big failings of the, I guess, stealth gameplay in this game. In that, you know, you look at a successful stealth game like Metal Gear Solid and you have a mini-map with your exact enemy sightlines in it. Oh, yeah. And they use, at least in I know in the first one, they use a lot of, like, flashlights to give you a literal Mm -hmm. cone projection of that's actually where they can spot you. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what I was going to say. Like even, even games like Sly Cooper, which are marketed towards a younger audience have like cones of vision Mm -hmm. where the enemy saw in that game. No, this one, they see you uh, through walls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If uh, you are spotted, if the enemy is on high alert, they know where you are at all times doesn't matter if you break the line of sight they just instantly know where you are now you can get around this by hiding and sometimes you can run far enough that they forget about your existence but not always that is generally how i did it i just ran away yeah because it's one of those things that you get to abuse the fact that you know that they're a game ai and they go they are going to have tethers so just run again it's breaking what would be real world you know experience because If you see someone sprinting and dodge rolling past you into your arm encampment, you're not just going to be like, well, they're too far away now. (laughs) There they go. But but I mean, that's the thing. It's like there should be some gamification of stealth gameplay. So like I don't even I'm not even mad about the the tethers thing. Um, It's the fact that 
it doesn't give you enough information to operate. There's sort of a, I don't know, gentleman's agreement in stealth games. It's like, well, if you're behind a thing and you throw a can over there, then the guard's going to go, hey, what's that? And wander over there. That's, you know, how stealth games work. And the very first time I encountered a can in this game in a guard, I threw a can over there. And the guard turned around and looked at me. I was like, hey, there's an asshole through a can. And then he shot <laughs> yeah. me. Oh, I mean, that. no, that's it. It's like they they don't try, like, God, uh, with the tethers thing and the gamification, they, they sit in this weird, they want to be ultra real, but they're not. And they gamify things that they shouldn't. And then, then don't gamify things that they should. And it's just bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it plays out like um, a kind of half-assed stealth system, which doesn't feel like it's well implemented and it isn't fun to use. Uh, combined with uh, forced combat, and like there's plenty of sections you can attempt to sneak, but you're going to have to rely on combat and sections that are forced combat. But the combat itself is also clunky and unwieldy and like not well implemented. Yep. So it's like... They have a bunch of ideas of what they want to do, but they don't do any of it well. So the entire the thing suffers for it. Like, uh, the mech section should be the fun part. I don't have to sneak around. I can get in my big-ass fucking fighting mech and go tear some shit up. Mm, no, like, you, that's how it should be, but they're not fun to use, and it's a pain in the ass maneuver, and you don't take that many hits. So what are you even doing here? Uh, you, for the super engaging, not complicated story that it's... And, like, the story itself isn't that complicated. They just try and obfuscate it. So it's weird. And, like, the way that the time works doesn't make fucking sense. Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like like you were saying about the movement, it's it definitely feels like a quote-unquote survival game. Like a Resident Evil or a uh, Silent Hill in that the combat is dog shit. Specifically so that you have to, like, sneak around or dodge enemies. Except in this case, you have to fight. And uh, at least playing with the controller, the like acceleration and dead zones of the even just looking around and aiming, I had a hard time just aiming at people with my shotgun. Like, I if I had to guess, probably a third of my shotgun blasts missed blasts with a shotgun. I'm sure Jason like didn't miss any because he was using a fucking mouse. But using a controller was a dreadful experience with this game. I mean, you could have just plugged a mouse into your PS4. I don't understand. I suppose I could have. <laughs> reasonable solutions for reasonable people. <laughs> no, the reasonable solution is never oh. play this fucking game. Oh, it's terrible. I, 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 don't, I don't even know. I could complain about so many more things. How about just that the crafting is boring and bullshit and... Um, there's there's never a game that makes you like I don't know or at least I have not yet encountered a game that lets you create something fun with the things you find around like I don't know something creative I don't know how many Instead, drones did you loot like, hoping you could rebuild a drone so many and <laughs> I want to say there was something in the um the crafting menu that was like rebuild a drone or make a turret or something I never got the parts needed and that really pissed me off it's like you always needed like a drone core or something, and even though I looted a bunch of drones, they never dropped that one specific part. Cause fuck you. 
And instead you make just a fuck ton of Molotov cocktails or exploding cans. And I had a few times where I'd used like a Molotov cocktail on a guard and he would just like, oh no, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And then he'd be out. He's like, I'm no longer on fire. And then he would go back to what he was right. doing. Yeah. And then I would Molotovs shoot him don't the kill people. They just set them on fire, which uh, ang- angers them, but doesn't alert them. I-, I don't know if it's two or three that kills them. It's two. It's what two. the fuck? Although I will say exploding cans are better than grenades. It's, it's yeah, because exploding cans explode on impact and grenades have like a time to explode and then the enemy will go grenade and then run away from it because that's when your AI is yep. smart. Uh, I think you ran into this once, Jake, where you throw a grenade and the enemy just runs out of the its blast zone. Yeah. Or yep. uh, I've done that you too. throw the grenade and like as the enemy's running, it bounces off of them. So it just like comes back at you and yeah. then they run the other way. Super. Uh, you know, you throw a grenade <laughs> and they, they're like, grenade! So they just run at you and start shooting you and you're like, how did you even know I was here? Because grenade. Grenade! Well, yeah, because like if it's raining fire, that's a natural occurrence. But grenades, dude, grenades just don't show up. There's no manual saving in this game. Nope. There are save points. So like, you know, that's another relic of the survival genre and that, like, you know, if you die halfway through your route, you got to go back 20 minutes I mean, to where you were before at that save point. It could be that uh, because I was going out of my way to save people that when you're interacting with them, it would autosave. It's like because it does have an autosave system. That's the thing. There's a weird autosave system in addition to the save points, but there is no manual save, which is still dumb. Yeah. 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 I don't get it. Are we ready to move on to recommendations? Such as it is? Sure. I mean, like, I I could find some stuff to bitch about. I'm sure both of you guys could go on, but uh, we've made our point, we right? Will. <laughs> so, like, this game isn't worth it. Like, if There's plenty of other stealth games that are much better. Uh, fuck, you can play Metal Gear. What are you doing fucking around with this? Or, like, if you just want combat, there's a fucking pick any goddamn first-person shooter of your goddamn choice. Doesn't matter what. Or, like, mech games. Holy shit. I play Armored Core if you want to play a fucking mech game. What are you doing? Like, because you don't, you're not in a mech that much. It's not a mech game. Like, they're in there, but it's not fun. And it's barely there. And I, I, I don't recommend this at all at any price. For whatever reason, fuck Square. Fuck this game. This game is a travesty on all accesses. If you want to interact with the best part of this game, go to Google, type in Left Alive, look at the box art, and you're done. Never give them your money because they don't deserve it. This is a stealth game where you can't sneak. It's an action game where you can't shoot. It's a mech game where your mech explodes in three hits. It's a war game where there's no meaningful commentary about war. It's a game with three protagonists where one of them is the most annoying character ever created and two of them are boring cardboard cutouts and bland as hell. Uh, it fails on all fronts, and may God have mercy on your soul. I fucking hate this game. Um, I hate this game more than I hated WWE, and that's saying something. Because at least WWE let me do wrestling things. This was just like generic shooter war zone, except, you know, not even fast, and your person handles like a tank. Yeah, no, I... I... I, I try not to do too many comparisons because uh, every game sucks in its own way. Usually this is a very bad one. 
of the games we have played, this was a miserable experience. Elsa, after that, um, th- those stirring words, I-, I wanted to make a joke on how, like, oh, you just talked me back into this game, but it's still installed on my PC, and, like, there is no fucking way I'm going back to it. Yeah, it's amazing. You, you think about all of this shit, and I know I played 11 hours. It was somehow only 11 hours, and it felt like fucking years. It felt like a 40-hour game, and yeah, I only played about 10 or 11 hours myself. It's excruciating. Because we've played games that I played for like 20 hours that felt shorter than this game. Because they're more interesting. Yeah. There's more stuff going on. Sometimes they're even fun. I'm sh- Sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear how tired we are after talking about this game for so long. This is exhausting even like putting this much time and this many mental resources into recalling what happened hmm. well on that note what do we do now well now we had our editor answer letters from listeners listeners like you <sighs> oh but we don't we don't have any letters Aww. um so we're gonna do something that we've done a couple times uh before where uh, we just kind of talk about some of the stuff that we've been doing, uh, video games, movies, TV shows that you've started watching recently, just stuff that you've done not for the podcast. Um, I recently uh, got back into The Witcher 3. Uh, I'm adding a bunch as people were talking about different mods for it. And so I started plundering the depths of mods. So I installed a bunch of mods and I'm going to do another playthrough of The Witcher 3. We'll see if any of that ends up on stream. Obviously, on stream, I also play things that I like, and I play a bunch of old games. So uh, the old RPGs, we'll see where we end up when this actually releases. But we're going through Mind Magic 4 and 5, and then who knows what's next. Just, you know, all that old shit. Uh, I've played any other games recently. Not really. Uh, yeah. You got anything? Uh, yeah, well, um, I haven't really been playing too much outside of the podcast. Like, there's stuff I'll hop on to, dick around in. Uh, but I've been watching, uh, um, just, like, uh, The Simpsons. Because it's been a while since I watched any of The Simpsons. Or, uh, when I've got the kids, we were watching, uh, Hunter x Hunter. And then we just finished that, so we started Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's like, I've just been watching, yeah, random anime. Elsa? Nice. Um, I have sort of fallen into a cesspit of Rainbow Six Siege recently. Um, I've been putting in a lot of hours in it. It's, it's, if you're into tactical shooting and, like, team-based gameplay, it's a lot more fun to me than something like CSGO with, like, the destructible environments and putting up reinforcements and all the gadgets like that. It's, like, somewhere halfway between a hero shooter and, like, a competitive, like, CSGO kind of shooter and, uh... I'm a controller scrub who plays on the controller, even though I play on the PC, and it's kind of hilarious. So you're not going to get in on some of that good Valorant action? No. <laughs> no, I, I, have, I have heard and I have seen a couple videos on the like toxicity of that entire thing, and like Rainbow Six is toxic enough, and Valorant seems like it takes it to a whole nother what? level. What online shooting game is toxic? Well, you know, like I've been playing uh, Modern Warfare, and uh, hasn't been that bad. Like, the last time I hopped onto Battlefield, Jesus Christ, the uh, chat section there is fucking abysmal. Yeah, I can't say that I play many online games, partly because of that, is I don't need that in my life. Also, they're just not typically the games that I'm interested in. Reasonable. 
And aside from that, I've been, you know, spectating Jason's Might and Magic uh, 4 run, and that's brought back a lot of nostalgia. I have a couple of ideas in mind for maybe a challenge run of Might and Magic 4 and 5 uh, in the future. But you will have to tune in sometime in the future to learn about that. Yeah, all right. So... If you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, thoughts, things you want us to talk about on the podcast, send them to thebadgamecast at gmail.com. Uh, we could always use more stuff. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's tweet at thebadgamecast. I run that. If you want to hit Jake, it's just at Jake Prey. If you want to check out our Reddit page, all the episodes go up. If you check out the Facebook page, the episodes go up eventually. If you want to see us play games, sometimes bad, sometimes good, twitch.tv forward slash the bad game cast we play games every monday through thursday and then on friday all the week's videos are uploaded to the youtube channel youtube slash the bad game cast there's a discord server as well links are in the description there's some discussion on there always feel free to start more discussion whatever you want yeah otherwise just hop in there and hang out with us yeah and that uh, is most everything other than the thank you to our patreons for continuing to support all the nonsense we do here and on Twitch. We love you. <laughs> Say it every time. You guys mean the world to us. Uh, all right. Well, uh, would you say Elsa's Twitter? Oh, yes. My Twitter is at Freya Faust, F-R-E-Y-A-F-A-U-S-T, in case you needed to spell it out. <laughs> all right. For the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. I've been Jason. I'm so empty inside. Good night, everybody. <laughs>